Hi, it's been a while. I want to start with a content warning. This episode discusses some complex topics such as depression, child abuse, and self-harm. Doing this series has been a great deal of joy, but it's also been a ton of work. Each episode takes around 12 hours to produce, and that's when I'm working fast. And these days, my attention span is shot. I've been doing a better job of setting boundaries, knowing when to slow down, and taking care of myself. It's been a rough year for all of us, and mental health is so important, something I haven't always prioritized. Growing up a stoic Midwesterner, asking for help has always been a struggle, a sign of weakness. I became a master at pushing my yet undiagnosed anxiety and depression aside to parade some confident facade to the world. And it all caught up with me after my sister died from colon cancer nine years ago. It took a solid six months after her passing for the grief and anxiety to move from simmering to boiling. And I contemplated some really scary thoughts. Thankfully, my husband did the work of connecting me to a therapist. I was too exhausted to figure out how all that worked with my insurance. He took care of all of it. All I had to do was show up. And I did. And I got a medication. And it saved my life. I'm still evolving, but I have the tools to deal with it now. All this is a fitting transition for the next episode. Episode 12, Australia. In December 1990, Phantom of the Opera premiered at Melbourne's Princess Theatre, which had been meticulously restored by businessman David Mariner. The opening night party was held in the derelict Regent Theatre, which had been unused for 20 years. There was a little too much champagne, a little too much party uh, spirit, and, and I think there was an awareness of a building that hadn't been used for so long, and that started the, the thinking, if you like. And do you remember that that was the night that David Mariner was inspired to refurbish the theatre? Well, that I don't don't uh, remember, but I mean, I've been told about that afterwards. I, I just remember this extraordinary false floor that they put in falling through. As you may recall, Sunset was a manufactured juggernaut, meaning it lost all its money and nearly destroyed the really useful group production entity after it decided to go with an all-in international launch of its show. Along with London, New York, L.A., Germany, and the U.S. National Tour productions, I'm not including the Canadian production because that was produced by another entity, Rug launched the Australian premiere in 1996 at the newly restored Regent Theatre in Melbourne. That production starred Australian personality and performer Deborah Byrne, alongside then-unknown Hugh Jackman. So for us non-Australians, let's discuss the icon that is Deborah Byrne. Deborah got her start in the early 1970s as a founding member of Young Talent Time, which was kind of like the Australian version of the Mickey Mouse Club. Live across Australia, welcome to your favorite family fun show! And here's your favorite neighbor, Johnny Young! Following that, 
Deborah started her solo singing career in 1974 with a cover version of He's a Rebel, which peaked at number 25 on the Go Scent Australian Singles Chart. She then won the Queen of Pop Award three years in a row, a recognition sponsored by Australia's TV Week. She was a youth icon ready for the big adult time. In the mid-80s, Deborah pivoted her career to the stage, with her first big role being Grizabella in the original Australian production of Cats. That was followed by Fantine in the original Australian Les Miserables, a role that she recreated in the complete symphonic Les Mis recording. By the time Sunset Boulevard started germinating in Australia, Deborah was top of the list. She had the dramatic and vocal chops and the experience, and she was pretty much a household name. Producers drew a short list of Australian normers, among them Deborah Byrne, who flew to London to audition for acclaimed director Trevor Nunn. And I decided not to go for the role of Norma, to go there and just go with the opportunity of being able to audition for Trevor again because it had been five years since he'd seen my work. So I thought, well, you know, if I don't get the role, 
maybe somewhere in his mind, um, you know, he, he may think of me for something else. So that was sort of how I went and it saved me a little emotionally. It was the perfect opportunity for an actress at this phase of her career. Problem is, the opportunity came at the worst time in Deborah's personal life, which ultimately impacted her performance and the production. Okay, so here's where things get deep. While Deborah's career was skyrocketing, her mental health was headed for a steep nosedive. A lot of this she covers in her thoughtful 2006 autobiography, Not Quite Ripe. It started when she was a baby, when her grandfather regularly sexually abused her up until she was 13 years old. On top of this, she was physically abused by her alcoholic father. It's a lot. But Deborah found her escape in performing. The focus and concentration performing demanded of her helped her put her mind and her heart elsewhere. She also credits her mother for helping her deal with a lot of this. I think who I am is a good person, Deborah said in a 2006 interview. I think the legacy I've got from my mom is that she was a very compassionate and intelligent woman. She was also a victim, and I learned a great deal from my mom. But Deborah's unresolved trauma manifested in erratic behavior, substance abuse, and other forms of self-harm. And being a public figure, Deborah was the frequent spotlight of Australian gossip rags and tabloids. But in the 1980s, she managed to get her substance abuse issues in order somewhat and began the acting phase of her career, resulting in Cat's Les Mis and ultimately Sunset. But while she managed to have some control over her heroin addiction, for example, she never fully addressed the root cause of her issues, the severe trauma she experienced as a girl. Now, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, when Deborah was growing up and finding herself as a professional, she didn't have the language or resources to talk about or deal with trauma. It was seen as some sort of character flaw to not have that superpower strength to compartmentalize and show up and be a functioning member of society. And in fact, it hasn't been until fairly recently that openly discussing mental health is seen as a sign of strength. Now, I'm not going to say the stigma doesn't exist anymore, but it's in a lot better place than it was back then. When Deborah took the role of Norma, she was at a self-proclaimed breaking point, punctuated with many panic attacks. She was also undergoing a divorce. I say all of this as a lot of the coverage around the Australian production of Sunset pretty much places the blame heavily on Deborah's shoulders. The internet chat boards, when discussing the Australian production of Sunset, revel in the Norma drama, focusing on the lore of Deborah's erratic attendance and how her standby, the talented Maria Mercedes, covering for a good chunk of her run. But I don't want to go down that path, frankly. This is a woman who didn't have support or resources to take care of the most important thing, herself. And my take is when the Australian production of Sunset folded nine months into the run, the media churn at that time was less about the ability to run such a bloated show as Sunset, which was proved by every single production of Sunset Boulevard at that time, closing at a loss. Rather, it pointed the finger at Deborah and her erratic behavior. And if you've been following this podcast, you can guess who I think helped ensure that that storyline permeated the headlines. <coughs> Rug. <coughs> It's easier to blame a defenseless human than risk the image of a multi-million dollar enterprise. Now, I truly wish things were different and Deborah was in a healthy mental place to give the performance she wanted. Because from clips that exist, she was exquisite. We'll 
I play every part I can make your sad heart sing With one look you'll know All you need to know With one smile I'm the girl next door For the love that you've hungered for When I speak it's with my soul I can play any role and it's clear from interviews leading up to the production, Deborah felt she was actually ready for this, physically and mentally. Norma Desmond is a performer who is at a professional and personal low ebb. That's something that Deborah says she can relate to. My Norma days have passed. <laughs> I've already been down that road, you know. I've been there. I've done that. I've, I understand Norma because I, I have experienced dark times, you know, and... My dark times are, you know, you know, touch wood. <laughs> Nothing happens to my dearest and closest friends and family. Um, my dark days are over as far as, you know, what I control. But the pressure was on, and it was likely too much to take. As Deborah said in an interview years after sunset, she actually experienced a panic attack on opening night. In a defense mechanism that she had learned over many years of her life, she completely disassociated from herself and did the work. She has no memory of that opening night. I suppose this says something about her skill and innate talent, but to me it also says something really sad about the pressure performers put on themselves to ensure that the show must go on. In addition to these issues, the opening night of Sunset in Australia had a tragic precursor. On October 25th, 1996, the day before opening night, Brian Stacy, the musical director-slash-conductor of this production, was riding home on his motorcycle following a huge successful final preview. He never made it home. A driver hit him fatally and drove off. Stacy was a beloved Australian music director who worked across all genres, ballet, jazz, classical, and musical theater. As his memorial website says, Working with Stacy on a show was special. He gave equal attention to all, from the most junior chorus member to the most established star. Fame did not change him. His success was won through talent and hard work, and he never forgot what it was like to be a beginner. Sounds like a great guy. As mentioned, the Australian production closed prematurely after nine months. There was no official cast recording. Just a few tracks hastily captured to promo the show. However, in 1997, Hugh Jackman and Deborah reunited to record the song Children Will Listen from Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. It was part of her album New Ways to Dream. Mother isn't here now. Wrong things, right things. Who knows what she'd say? Who can say what's true? Nothing's quite so clear now. Do things, fight things. Feel you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not, not alone. alone. Believe me, no one is no alone. No one is alone. Believe me, truly, you, you move just a finger. Say the slightest word. Something's bound to linger. No one acts alone Careful, 
No one is alone People make mistakes Fathers, mothers People make mistakes Holding to their own Thinking they're alone Honor their mistakes Everybody makes One another's terrible mistakes Witches can be right Giants can be good You decide what's right You decide what's good Just remember Just remember Someone is on your side Your side Someone else is not While we're seeing our side Our side Maybe we forgot They are not alone No one is alone These days, Deborah seems to be doing pretty well. She often speaks about the importance of mental wellness. Had I been given the right nurturing, I had not had that nurturing and feeding. And I was doing well with what I had, you know. I would sometimes think, if they only knew how hard it is to turn up at all, you know. Um, and it wasn't a, like a why me or, oh, you know, poor me. It wasn't like that. I had the right to, to live in this world. And she's back on stage, albeit in roles such as the beggar woman in Sweeney Todd and the bird women in the original Australian production of Mary Poppins. A role another Norma, Petula Clark, played, by the way. I just hope she's truly happy. And with that, I'll be back with more Sunset Project. So please be patient, all of you, out there, in the dark. (laughs) 